Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Welcome into Take Command. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you see Logan. We're in the war room. It's mock draft time, <laughs> NFL draft. Coming up Thursday, you can listen to live coverage on the Team 980 following my radio show, which is, of course, each and every weekday afternoon from 4 to 7. We got Scott Jackson. We got Denton Day on the coverage. And Odyssey Sports also has a live digital show with Brian Baldinger and Jason Lockenford that you can watch on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. So check that out uh, as you're driving around, as you're sitting at home, just fire it up uh, the YouTube app on your smart TV, and you can watch JLC and Baldy and the NFL draft. But Logan, we're going to do our, our second and final mock here. Uh, we're going to try to go through some of this pretty quickly, but obviously batten down the hatches and spend some time on the decision that we leave for the commanders. We haven't done any work beforehand on this in terms of like setting stuff up. This is a live reaction. We're drafting from every team or for every team. Anything else you want to add before we get started and put Carolina on the clock? No, I think we can get to it. All right. Carolina Panthers are on the clock and there was this weird Reddit thread that apparently sent betting markets into a frenzy yesterday that uh, Will Levis has told friends and family that he's going to be the number one pick. I, I feel like we should probably put less stock in a Reddit thread. Um, I think this is still going to be Bryce Young. I think that's the right pick. I, any, well, any are we, are we, are we, uh, so are we predicting this or are we just like, I think it's I, would part t- prediction, I would take Bryce part, Young here a hundred percent. I think, yes, if Will Levis goes there, like, let's just talk through that. Let's just play the drill. Will Levis goes one Bryce Young goes two. Right. Yep. And I think the thing that gets spicy is if Bryce uh, Bryce Young goes one, then what does Houston do? So I would go Bryce Young here if I'm Houston. But again, it's their, it's their future. They can do whatever they want. I think that's the wrong choice if they go Will Levis, but Bryce Young would be my pick. Yeah, no, I would go I would go Bryce Young as well. And so I, I'm going to say we'll do like a bit of a hybrid. It's part prediction, part what we would do. Um, right. I, and I would say it's more prediction if there's something that's been widely reported, like the sure. fact that Bryce Young has been the number one pick. Sometimes these things change the day of the draft, but we'll go Bryce Young and keep it moving. All right. Now, Houston, this is where the draft gets interesting. Some reports in recent days, they're not as high on CJ Stroud. Uh, this, I'm going to say, a what would you do situation if you're Houston? Because I honestly would really consider skipping the quarterback this year. Because even if they get the yeah. quarterback, I don't think they're going to be very good. And I'd rather have a shot at Drake May or Caleb Williams for next year. So I'd probably take the best player on the board, uh, but that's just me. Yeah, and I guess who's the best player on the board for you? Because, like, to me, when you look at the film, like, Jalen Carter's the guy who's the best player on the board. Like, and then 
can you separate that play? Can you separate his upside? Can you separate the work ethic? Can you separate the off the field stuff from that film? Because Will Anderson is the safe pick. And if you're a first-year head coach, are you going safe or are you going someone who, like legitimately Jalen Carter has the highest upside kind of Pro Bowl potential of anybody in this draft. But obviously we know that he's kind of, he's a little bit of a, I don't want to say a screw up, but like, you know, he's had a tough couple of weeks and like there's rumors about his work ethic and the pro day and all that stuff. So, you know, if you're the GM here, new team, if you're the head coach, if you're D'Amico Ryan's like, and you don't want to go quarterback, which of those two guys do you go with? would be my question. I'm going to go Anderson and I'm going to do it as a culture play. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to establish a new culture and Anderson from everything I've heard. Well, no, he's not a traditional like big sack production number two overall pick. His character stuff is not just like better than Carter's uh, from what we've heard about Jalen Carter, but like would be better than most, no matter what draft picks were, or draft prospects we're talking about. He's a leader in that Alabama program that's obviously had a ton of success in the same way that like John Allen has been here. Now, John is obviously also a phenomenal player, as is Will Anderson. He's very, very good. Um, but I think I would go Anderson as kind of a culture play to see like this is the guy who's going to be my signature draft pick and set sure. the tone for my new era if I'm D'Amico Ryans. And the other thing is if you're not going defensive player here, right? If you're not going defensive player, do you, or, or if you are going defensive player, do you trade back? Do you, and the other one, the other one I, I think we need to bring up here too is Tyree Wilson. The mm -hmm. more I read about Tyree Wilson, the more you're like, there just are not that many people on the face of earth that look like that he's got the same wing, wingspan of the dude from the bucks um yeah so yeah it's the same wingspan that's he's nuts. got a 611 wingspan he's got 35 and three quarter inch arms everyone was talking about how freaky um what's his name was last year who went first overall trayvon walker trayvon yeah. walker but this guy is freakier he hasn't done the athletic testing which i think would push him down but if you're looking for like high upside plays like is his name in the mix there? And if you really like him in your Houston, is there someone that could potentially trade back for you? I think it's a little weird that they said we're out on CJ Stroud because I want maybe the Colts to trade up, right? Um, but well, that was going to be my other question is, do we yeah. engineer a trade here? Is there a team that wants Stroud and is like, please sign me up. Uh, I'm going to trade up. And that team would, would most likely be Indianapolis. I guess it could it could also be and again this the, we're just kind of working the drill. If you're looking for possibilities, Seattle's an interesting one because they have two first round picks. Mm -hmm. Detroit's also an interesting one because they have two first round picks. I mean, um, I think Vegas is interesting too because they need a quarterback. I kind of feel like they're and, just and do they want to do they want to jump? You know, Indianapolis. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, the thing to me is like because Houston has said they are out on quarterback. Why would I trade up? Because Arizona's not taking one, you know? So unless you're Las right. Vegas and you need to get past, uh, you need to get past Indianapolis. I don't, I'm not buying that. Well, that's the thing is I, I think if you're Houston, you want Indy on the phone to say, Hey, we want to come up and make sure if they really like Stroud, can we come up and get our guy? And then you can call the other teams and be like, Hey, if you want Stroud, like Indy's going to come get him. So yeah. you better, you better trade up. What do you yeah. think? What What do we ultimately do here? Because I do think this, and we kind of kind of have the same discussion about Arizona next. Yeah, I think it's so. Just for simplicity, because I'm not sure I could see somebody trading up, given what Houston has said. Um, I and would we also, probably, by the way, have they officially said they're definitely not taking Stroud, or are they just no, they haven't smoke? said that, right? Like, there's a lot yeah. of smoke that's out there that they're not in on Stroud, but there's still a very high possibility that Stroud's a second pick. Yeah, no, I get you. So. 
I would probably go Will Anderson too. Okay. If I couldn't get a trade, if I couldn't get a trade engineered, I would, I would draft Will Anderson. All right, let's go Will Anderson at two. All right, uh, that leaves number three. Jalen Carter's certainly interesting is, is the high player on the board. Um, yeah. You know, could Devin Witherspoon go yeah. that high? Uh, probably not, but who knows? Um, you know, does is this where the trade for a quarterback happens? A team jumping up to either take Stroud, Levis, or Anthony Richardson starts entering the equation as well. I thought it was really interesting. Uh, Bruce Feldman wrote a piece in the athletic uh, NFL draft confidential where there are a ton of coaches that really like Anthony Richardson, obviously the physical talent, but basically the quote that keeps sticking with me, Logan is he's a really good kid that wants to be great. Mm. And like, if he's got, if he's got the work ethic and the character and like his motions better than a lot of people, I think give it credit for, you know, you start watching the tape and, uh, you know, some of the, the numbers don't exactly hold because he's got a a lot of drops or, you know, receivers that do dumb stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, he completed 35% against Florida state, but he would have been, you know, at 50 with another hundred and whatever yards and two more touchdowns. If receivers had just dropped balls that were in the bread basket or hadn't dropped balls. So like, Richardson becomes a, a really interesting, interesting guy to keep an eye on as well, because we've never seen the physical talent before. And if yeah. coaches really start to like him, you know, could he jump Stroud? Could he jump? I mean, in a lot of places, I think he already has jumped Levis, but, um, you know, could someone jump Indianapolis where he's been targeted a lot because of Jane Steichen or Shane Steichen's success with Jalen Hurts? And, and could we see the trade here? Yeah, I mean, that's that would be the one I was just trying to think who would possibly want to trade up. I mean, can you scroll down? Who's 10? Uh, Philly's 10. Philly's 10. Um, Tennessee, potentially, to three. I think that would be a huge lift by them and, you know, kind of signal they're in a total rebuild. Um, but I, I do think the other ones, to, you know, like Seattle and Detroit here, and to an extent, uh, Vegas, like they've got the perfect situation for Richardson because he yeah. doesn't have to start immediately. Seattle <laughs> has Geno, Detroit has Goff, uh, you know, Vegas has Jimmy. So yeah. those are ideal situations. I mean, look, Atlanta, um, they're apparently sold on Ritter, but can you imagine a better quarterback for their system right. than Anthony Richardson? Yeah, Atlanta would be awesome if they could trade up. I think it's just going to be really expensive to do that. And for Atlanta, <laughs> they have a lot of holes, you know, for a team like Detroit, that's, that seems very compelling to me. Can you trade up if you really think he's the guy? And again, I don't know the evaluations here, but I like the idea of him sitting behind golf for a year. I do like that. The question is like, if, if this is how the board goes and maybe you don't want to risk it, but if CJ Stroud's on the board, I think Indianapolis is going to take CJ Stroud. I would bet that. Right. And then mm. I don't think Seattle's going to, they don't need to take a quarterback. Detroit doesn't need to take a quarterback, right? He's going to be in that mix there. So do I need to trade all the way up to three to make sure I get the guy I want would be my question. But what is the, uh, what's, what, what are we looking here for trade compensation? So they've got Vegas has seven and 38. Um, and you know, trade will likely be accepted if you just do those allegedly, according to PFF's model, which is what we're using here. Uh-huh. If I'm Arizona at three, I think I could probably get like next year's second, a 2024 second. Let's see, 2024 first, not going to happen, but a 2024 second out of this as well. Yeah. So, and even if I have to tack on my, you know, final pick or whatever, you know, a 2024 seventh, whatever. Um, 
if we want, do we want to pull this, this trade off for Vegas, uh, and then go Richardson or do we, do we just play it out with Arizona and make a pick at three? Uh, you know, on draft day, I do think this is going to play out. I think the hard thing I'm having here is that it literally could be any of those kind of three teams, four teams, Seattle, Detroit, Vegas, Atlanta, and any one of them would trade up. And I think they would all be trading up for Anthony Richardson at this point. Yeah. Um, and so that that's kind of why I'm having a hard time. Like I hate, like part of me hates Vegas for this because I don't think it's a good, I don't think Daniels is going to be a good, McDaniels is going to be a good developmental place for him because of that offense. I love Detroit. I love Seattle. Well, here's him. the thing, I though. Like, we could we could have Vegas trade up and take Stroud too. That is like, true. That is yeah. the the oddity compared to a lot of mock drafts is we put Anderson two, and now all of a sudden Stroud's on the board at three, and that's why and, I know, feel like there's gonna be something that happens. Here. And you brought this up to me the other day, and I think this is really interesting. Like, if you think Jalen Carter is like a generational type talent, like how many first round picks are you willing to give up to to move out of that spot if you think it's the guy? So part of me, let's just do that. Let's just get a quarterback to slide here a little bit just for fun. Let's uh, let's pick Jalen Carter here, and then uh, we'll, we'll get into the craziness after that just to see how, how we get into it. Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. It's not just a podcast. It's the 25th hour of your day, your weekly source for all things commanders, right on time, your time. A list of household chores. Do them without missing a beat and listen while you work. In the car, turn mundane drives into memorable moments. With podcasts, you can maximize productivity and minimize FOMO. We're on demand, so we fit perfectly into your schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so now we got young Anderson Carter, and now the Colts are on the clock at four with their pick of Stroud, Richardson, or Levis if they want to go right. quarterback, which they most certainly do. And who would you go with here? I think they probably go with Stroud, um, but Doesn't I could also see Richardson. Yeah, I, I would say I would say Stroud too because he's got to play. He's got to play right now, and if there's a guy who's going to be more ready, it's going to be him. But again, you mentioned the the Steichen thing, and I think that's a very compelling argument. He's made it work with guys who are not the most polished passers. Um, let's go Richardson here. I like Richardson. Okay, so Stroud starts to fall all of a sudden. Anthony Richardson four, and now Seattle's on the clock. They could take Stroud if they wanted to go quarterback. But I I tend to think that Pete Carroll is going to look at what Geno did last year where they you know are fighting for the playoffs all yeah. the way. Till they, did they make the playoffs? Did they, were they the last team in? I think uh, so. I think right? they were, yeah. So if if they've got Geno and they've got this pick and another one, um, and by the way, there's a higher chance that Levis slides because now Stroud is still on the board. I tend yeah. to think they go somewhere else here. Um, whether yeah. that is, you know, Witherspoon, whether that is, I think, Ty, I think Tyree Wilson here is really interesting because again, like talk about teams that just kind of zig when everyone else is zagging, you know, like they are not, they, they kind of beat that march to the beat of their own drummer. And I could see yeah. them playing the upside here of Tyree Wilson. And I know PFF is not overly high on him. Like you, I listen to all their stuff. They don't love him, but you just don't see guys like this very often. And you could say, well, he hasn't tested, so you don't know how freaky he is. He's got a broken foot, uh, so he hasn't been able to do any, like, jumps or 40s or anything like that. But, golly, like, you just say, if he gets coached up a little bit in the right way, like, he could be a difference maker. And I think knowing Seattle has another pick later in the in the draft, right? I think they probably go this they direction. Can, they can afford to take a swing. You miss on one. You, you get and, again, let me, just, let me just say this real quick because I think this is good analysis is – 
I don't love Tyree Wilson as a player. He's a one-hit wonder as a you know in terms of production this last year. He's an older guy. He's 24, I think, going to be 25 this year. It's you're you're betting entirely on upside, and I think if you have two first-round picks, you feel comfortable betting on upside. I yeah. think. What I will say about a guy who's 24 will be 25 betting on upside is I don't like that bet yeah, because I guess like, he's already point. closer to a ceiling based off his age. It's the same thing yeah. we talked about with Hendon Hooker. Yeah, and I think the other one that would be interesting here, just because it's totally like a Seattle like crazy pick, would be like Nolan Smith because they drafted Bruce Irving in the first round. He was projected to be a third round pick. They value that speed, twitchy mm-hmm. edge rusher. I don't think that's going to happen. But again, like if they did that, I would be like, oh, that's like a very Seattle thing to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, cool. Yeah. You know, I think I think Tyree Wilson, I think Tyree Wilson's the guy here. But again, there's a lot of risk associated with this pick. I think. Okay, let's go Tyree Wilson at the pick. So now we still got Stroud on the board. Vegas picking. That seems obvious. No, uh, uh, Detroit. Or Detroit's right? picking. Sorry. Um, and here they could go Stroud too because they have another pick later. I, I you know, I personally think. Um, Golly, you know, if you had a if you had golf here, you know, and he said, "Oh, golf's going to be here for two more years." Stroud can sit; everyone's feeling good. Although I do think that they probably go, "Hey, we 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 traded our starting corner, the guy who started for us last year, to Atlanta." Devin Witherspoon feels like a like a Campbell guy all yeah. the way, a Dan Campbell guy. Like, I also think they through. like Jared Goff more than the media does. I so think like, I th- that's totally reasonable. I think that's fine. That offensive coordinator there does a great job of putting him in good situations, giving him easy reads. He played good football last year. So I think that's interesting. I know people don't like Peter Skaronsky, this guy. I think a guard for them would be interesting because their interior was not great. Their edges are great. So if you could find a pick to shore that up, I think that would be pretty nice. I just think I really like Devin Witherspoon. I think he's a playmaker. Um, I don't know, Craig, what do you think? Guard or? That's, or I mean, or, I, I agree with that. I think corner is the play here um, with Witherspoon after they get rid of Okuda. But I I think, you know, just to circle back to the quarterback point with them, like Jared Goff was the second or third best quarterback in the NFC last year. Right. It was Hertz and then either him or Cousins. Now, again, that's not a terribly high bar compared to like what's going on in the AFC. But like Jared Goff damn near got them to the playoffs last year. And they had some weird stuff happen earlier in the season. I, I think from a leadership standpoint, they like him. Like a talent standpoint, they like him. He's still not that old. Um, I know he, he's expensive, but he's not as expensive as he was when he signed the deal because the cap has jumped so much. So right. I think they like Jared Goff and feel like they can win with him. And I think they're much more apt to surround him with good players than to replace him uh, with where they are right now. So I'm going to, I say we go Witherspoon here. Yeah, I think so too. But also just like another quick point, this is where that evaluation comes in. If CJ Stroud's your number one player, this is where like our evaluations, sure. I agree with you a hundred percent. I'm not sold on CJ Stroud. You know, he's a tier, you know, one, two player for me. Like, I have my reservations. But if they love him, I could see them doing this. But, yeah, I would go Witherspoon here, I think. All right, Witherspoon it is. All right, Vegas on the clock. Do they go Stroud? Oh, God. I mean, what do you think? Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's so challenging. And because quarterback is so valuable, it's such a valuable piece of the puzzle, I think. And, you know, they have Jimmy Garoppolo, a guy who's never really played a full season. Good player when he's healthy, but not often healthy. Um, I kind of want to see Stroud slide a little bit, see how it affects everything. Because I think this is, an, this is a real possibility. You know, like there's a little bit of smoke around C.J. Stroud. Yeah, there's he nothing we've done so far that's crazy. I know. It doesn't feel that way. And, and I think, you know, um, who are the defensive players on the board right now? Um, Skaronsky's obviously here. I like Skaronsky quite a bit. 
Um, are those, so who's the so who's the next defensive guy? Is it Cansey for them? Uh, according to PFF's board, yeah. I yeah, mean, Gonzalez is. They're really high on Cansey. Do you think they would go that high though? No, I don't think they would go that high. Um, and at this point, too, by the way, I mean, I think it's worth mentioning. Like, now, do we talk about Tennessee trading up, right? Like, now, because yeah, that's know, a can't see at I, eleven I would, is is way less crazy. I would trade him. I would trade up here. I think if if I was if I was Tennessee, I needed a quarterback of the future. That's something I would definitely kick on because it's not that far. You know, yeah, it's not that far. It's way more reasonable. Yeah, I would that. I I like that idea, Craig, a lot. Let's do that. Okay, and we like that more than like Houston. And according to PFF in this little scenario, they've got the Texans, Patriots, and Vikings as teams interested in trading up. Um, we can obviously do our own thing. And the Texans, the wait, say again. Texans, Texans, Patriots, Vikings. Um, Interesting. Oh, Vikings know, for a quarterback. I got you. Yeah, I, I would say. I mean, why not Tennessee? Why? I mean, I, I don't. Reason? I don't. There, no reason. No reason at all. <laughs> yeah, let's um, do it. All right, so we've got. Then pick 11 for pick seven. Uh, if we add a second, it's still going to be expensive. Can we get a, Ooh, this is going to be expensive. Uh, to trade up. You think? Yeah. Let's see if we do. Wow. No, How... it's gotta be broken here. It's not working. There's, there's no way. What are we? You're missing something here. Select a player. We're having an issue with the uh, draft tracker. There we go. Uh, they are not interested in trading for this pick. 11. It's saying that, ten, oh, it's just not. Okay, we're going to, they're just saying, hey, like, we're not, we're not interested. Tennessee is I not. We're going to, we're going to have to override this. So what do we think the actual. No, no, no. I know if, but this could happen too, right? And if there's a reason that they're doing this, it's because they probably want a quarterback, right? If, right? if that's how that works. So, um, so I say we go. Eleven forty-one, and is the second rounder next year necessary? At that point, we're gonna have to force this trade. So yeah, I'd, I'd go. I'd say I'd say they might want a yeah a future first potentially even like they, this is a this is a big move for them. Yeah, geez, this is crazy. Is that is that too I much? I think that's 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 probably reasonable. I think. So first swap first this year, add the first next year, and this year second. And you might want to get another pick out of that if you're. Um, Vegas. I, I don't think they do this now that I'm looking at it. Honestly, like and this is good. This is good process. I don't think they do this. Tennessee, one player is not worth it. I don't think for for this. So I would say if they want to do this, let's have um, Vegas pick CJ Stroud here. I would do that. Okay. All right. There we go. CJ Stroud. Uh, or someone's going to leave a comment on YouTube saying, Hoffman, you're so dumb. How could you possibly not work the trade thing? Um, <laughs> all right. That gets us to Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, according to PFF has the need of quarterback wide receiver and edge. Um, you've got Levis on the board, but that doesn't seem to be a fit for them. And I, if they've got Ritter already there, like, unless you love edge. Levis, no thanks. Who are the edge players available right now? It's like, um, Miles well, Murphy. I also like, what's their offensive line situation? They re-signed McGarry is a guy like Skaronsky McGarry, obviously there. they, uh, they drafted, they have the uh, Lindstrom who was the best guard in football last year. I know they're looking for some pass rush juice. Yeah, uh, so they've got Nolan for... Smith, Miles Murphy. I mean, the guy that also that has been mocked to them relentlessly is Christian, Christian Gonzalez, the corner. And I, and I actually like that fit here. I think they're, they're looking for better to get better on defense. So I guess let's if you're working the drill, who are they going to draft here? I don't think Kalaja Kansi is going to fit with them. I think this is a little high for him. Yeah. It would be a nice coupling with, uh, you know, Grady Jarrett, the, the awesome three technique they have. But he's not going to be able to play on first or second down, so too high. Edge rusher, you know, 
seems a little high for any of the guys remaining on the board. Uh, corner seems nice, and offensive line is kind of where you'd go here, I think. Uh, another interesting one I know people have talked about is Bijan Robinson here. Yeah. Um, because they run the ball so much, but I don't hate that to be honest. I know you don't hate it, but I hate it because I don't think (laughs) I think running back value in the first round is pretty bad. Um, generally, even for Bijan Robinson, so I'd go guard or corner here. I'll let you make the call. Uh, I'll go Christian Gonzalez because that's who's been mocked there the most. Um, so this next pick is easy, baby. You go Skaronsky for Chicago. Skaronsky for Chicago. Northwestern kid just going down into the city, and I think like he fits multiple spots, gives you some flexibility, lets you get the best people on the field. Um, obviously Philadelphia is on the clock at 10. Bijan Robinson is interesting. Um, I think Cansey here is really interesting. I, I do. Nolan Smith is interesting. Lucas Van Ness is interesting. How, how does Cansey t- pair with, uh, Jordan Davis, the kid they took last year? I think he's an excellent compliment. I think like he's a guy that this is a little bit of a luxury pick. You know, they're, they're Hargrave, they're awesome three technique who had nine sacks last year, departs and leaves for San Francisco. He would replace that role. I also think Paris Johnson might be a little high here, but I think Paris Johnson playing right guard for them fills an immediate need. And then when Lane Johnson retires next year or two years from now, he can move in a tackle. So, um, and I think, <clears throat> I think that might actually be the way I go. Just know it's either to me, it's Cansey or and Cansey's a little high. I would probably go Paris Johnson here just based on my tiered system. I would say Paris Johnson to Philly feels like the right fit to me. Interesting. Interesting. And he's a guy you that you think can, I haven't heard anybody say that like Paris Johnson sliding into guard is a is a thing. So he um, played guard in so he played guard uh, in 2021. He started at guard the whole year, right it. guard, then moved to left tackle in 2022. So he does have a lot of position flex. Plays all over the. Oh, there line. you go, right guard, yeah. 768 snaps. Yeah, so he's he's a good football player, and I think you know when you're looking for upside guys, like his upsides through the roof. They have an offensive line coach there that is excellent at developing talent. To me, yeah, this do feels like the right thing. All right, Paris Johnson to 10. 